0: and we are back phil williams right side radio solid conservative and just plain right. If you were watching the video just then, you got to see that the my microphone apparently is a crew-served microphone. <laughs> it took two of us to figure out how to get the uh, mic stand back in place because it I was. I just realized back. that the, it was on the the wide screen or you know the wide angle, so you can see the whole studio. So we're both looking at this <laughs> yeah. microphone, like, figuring it out. Here's one for you. How many right side <laughs> ruffians does it take to manage a microphone? Well, apparently at least two in this studio. Um, yeah, we got, but I, by the way, Boomer, I am still enjoying my new mic. Oh, it sounds good. I'm just smooth. (laughs) Smooth. Smooth. I just sound like a crooner. (laughs) Um, hey, uh, yeah. Hey, by the way, I'll I'll jump onto one question real quick. Uh, I I got a, I got a request for someone to explain. James from Harvest asked a question. He says, can you explain what a whip is? And he, he mentions a whip committee, which is. Uh, I think what he means is a whip for a committee. But anyway, the bottom line is this. If you're not familiar, you hear about the House whip, the Senate whip, the caucus whip. um, That is usually the designation of a person who's been assigned to make sure they know what the vote counts are and to try and get people to vote a certain way if possible. So the House whip, uh, the GOP House whip, is going to be the person who the caucus leader has designated um, to be the person in charge of gathering up the votes. So when you hear about McCarthy, counting his votes or whipping his votes, what that means is they've got someone uh, who is you know there to make sure that they know before they go to the floor where they stand, if at all possible. And, you know, they, they did 15 votes. It wasn't like they didn't know. Now, I will say this. I don't think they knew how bad it was the first time. I think number two through about 13, they knew exactly where they were. They were just continuing the process because that's part of it. And then the last two, you could tell – there was a gaffe. Uh, if you were watching it like me late on a Friday night, um, there was the uh, the moment where it looked like everybody was surprised because they thought they had it going in the number fourteen, and Matt Gates voted present, but his present wasn't enough to kick it over like an abstention. His, it wasn't enough, so they literally had to go and get the whips uh, the, the the votes whipped again and double check and make sure everybody was still in place. That's part of it too is attendance. Is everybody here before we go to the floor? We got everybody. Where do they stand? What's the Freedom Caucus doing? How do we feel about this one? If we add the amendment, what does that do to the bill? And these the whips are supposed to gather up all that data. It's like the intel officer. If you're a military guy, the whip is like the intel officer. They're the ones giving you all the intel on what to expect when you get to the House floor. And hopefully, they're also like a combination of an intel officer and the uh, sergeant major kicking everybody in line. Uh, so there, I hope, uh, uh, James, great question. Hope I explained it for you. Um and by the way, it's a very key position. If you've got a good whip, if you've got somebody who knows how to assess, cajole, report accurately and timely, and, you know, be somebody who can have the respect of the body so they won't try to, you know, tell him one thing and do another. Uh, you don't, you don't want to cross the whip too often. If you tell a guy, hey, I'm, I'm voting yes or yes or no, I'm voting no, uh, and you get to the floor and change your vote without telling him, I'm not saying that you you wind up getting punished, but I'm saying is you lose the respect of those you're you're with, uh, and it doesn't work out well for you. All right, listen, we're gonna jump over to topic number one on the triple dipper, scams and shams. So let me let me let me tell you part of, here's I've been thinking about doing this for a while, and then Charlene and I uh, we usually try to pick like one show on TV that we call it our show, and, uh, and for a while there we realized we had never seen Blue Bloods a few years ago. We caught up with Blue Bloods and realized not only do we love this show, but we had like eight seasons that we hadn't ever seen. So we got a chance to just kind of watch at our leisure eight seasons. Well, now we're to the point where, well, we you know we're just gonna have to watch whatever happens on Friday night. <laughs> but I still believe that's one of the best shows on TV. Man, it's about honor, it's about integrity, it's about service, it's about family, it's about uh, duty over self. Um, great show. Love love Blue Bloods. I like Tom Selleck as an actor anyway. This past Friday night. One of the subplots within the overall show was the elder patriarch of the family finding out that one of his uh, older retired neighbors had been scammed. Someone had called and said that her house owed back taxes and that she had to make payments immediately, but they wouldn't take cash. They couldn't take cash. Ma'am, you got to do something. And they they wound up, believe it or not, taking gift cards. Well, this sound, you look at it and go, okay, who's going to do that? It happens all the time. And by the way, some of these are sophisticated, sophisticated to the point that you can't tell they're not real. Uh, and I had an experience with this. So I am the conservator for an elderly woman um, uh, in my area. Uh, I, am, I am basically the guardian of her finances. And I got a call from her family one day. They said, we just got a call, said the power bill is being turned off. What do you mean it's being turned off? They said it's for non-payment. What do you mean non-payment? Well, the immediate thought I had was, it's on a Saturday, was, oh my gosh. At my office, we must have missed a payment somehow because we pay all of our bills. So I went into, you know, holy crap mode, and they gave me the number, and I called, and I got a person, and I got a recording, and I got an answering service that sounded just like I was calling Alabama Power. I mean, it routed me through their call system until I got someone who then worked me through the issue. And then told me that, uh, yes, I I could make the bill current today, but I had to do it by today because the cutoff notice, uh, it was like the third notice they said. Well, I'd never seen a notice. Huh. And then I began to realize, as he wanted me to pay the bill, that the best way to pay it was at the kiosk. Well, Alabama Power does have kiosks. Outside of their offices, a lot of times you pay at a kiosk. If you just walk up during the weekend, you can use a credit card, like an ATM, and you can pay your power bill. It's an Alabama Power kiosk. Except when I drove to the address he gave me for the kiosk, I realized it wasn't the Alabama Power Office. It was a gas station. And I looked at it, and I thought, okay, now what's happening? And I walked inside. This is last year, y'all. And I walked inside, and I looked at the guy at the counter, and I said, I know this is going to sound like a crazy question, but do you guys pay power bills here? And he goes, what? And I said, I'm just saying, do you guys pay power bills here? No, sir. Do you have an ATM? Yes, sir. And he pointed to it. And there it was, an electronic ATM, where you can also do wire transfers, by the way. And, yep, this guy was trying to send me to a random gas station ATM. And, folks, I'm going to tell you, I pulled out at that point. I called Alabama Power. I reported what was happening. I made sure they knew. And then we discovered that, oh, her bill was current anyway because my office had indeed paid the bill. And Alabama Power assured me they don't make phone calls like this. And, oh, by the way, they would never just cut off someone's power like that especially that was in the heat of the summer, especially during the hot months because they know what it could mean. All that to say, that was a scam on an elderly woman. And it's a good thing that I was there, number one, to intervene and to hear how legit it sounded, and then to be able to take action to try and turn these people over. It got to the point the guy was texting me because I was on my cell phone. He was texting me, sir, have you arrived at the station yet? Uh, we can go ahead and arrange payment now. Here's the amount of the bill, and you'll need to use this account number, yada, yada, yada. And I texted back, and I said, one word, scammer. And I never heard from him again. Um, this happens every single day. Story here on Fox News. And by the way, this happened in a different way to my grandmother. My grandmother has passed away now. I'll never forget my mom was helping care for my grandmother in her latter years. And my mom was shocked to find out one day she went over to, to check on grandma, but living in an assisted living facility, you know, had her own apartment there and all that, and 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 found something that indicated that my grandmother had just been called by a magazine subscription service, and they and, and, and in her late eighties, mid eighties, they signed her up for a six-year subscription to multiple magazines. It was hundreds of dollars on her credit card, and my mom said she about hit the roof. I don't blame her. So sometimes it's official, and they shouldn't have done it. And sometimes it's pure scam, and they definitely shouldn't have done it. Fox News, story that came out just a couple of months ago. FBI raises the flag on elder fraud after thousands of retirees are scammed out of $1.7 billion, with a B, billion. By the way, that's not an estimate. The Federal Bureau of Investigation, the FBI, has raised the flag on precipitous rise in elder fraud claims in recent years. According to their 2021 Internet Crime Complaint Center, there were over 92,000 victims who lost $1.7 billion to elder fraud schemes. The losses were a 74% increase over the just a few years before. 74% increase, $1.7 billion. And that's just the victims they know about. Ain't nobody knows how many went without it being told. It says, on the average, victims lost over $18,000 each. More than 3,000 victims lost $100,000 each. That's money that's taken from them. The FBI claims there was less than $400 million uh, in total losses back in 2017, and now it's $1.7 billion just a few years later. What the heck? They give you some stories here. Like one guy, an older gentleman who had been a very successful contractor, built a big business and got to retire comfortably in his latter years, but he was a widower and he was lonely and he began uh, talking to a lady online. And I'll just tell you the story briefly, let's paraphrase it here. He began talking and they developed this relationship over time with a woman named Mary, who the scammers had developed the personality to fit his profile She had a background that identified. They began to talk back and forth. And this went on for a period of time. In other words, they didn't just rush in there and try to get a power bill cut off. They saw a target and they developed it, man. And it got to the point that the article says they used his loneliness. And she began asking for money. And then at one point she was overseas and couldn't get a ticket home and needed more money. And next thing you know, he's transferring upwards of $40,000 a time to pay for her medical bills and things that she said she needed. Over time, her fam- his family found out that he had transferred up to $750,000 to a fake account. And you can imagine how he felt when he realized what had happened. Other stories that I've got here, I mean, it, it, it just it boggles the mind. And it just, it, just, it just pisses me off, to be honest with you. One lady got a call, very simply, Publishers Clearinghouse, letting her know that she was the big winner for the year. She had to pay the taxes up front in order to claim her car and her million-dollar prize. Um, and the amount would be, and I've forgotten how much, but it was somewhere around $200,000 total she wound up paying in order to collect what she thought was going to be a million dollars in a new car. Never saw it. Never saw it. Bless her heart. And you hear some of this and you go, okay, come on, they should know better. I'm telling you, that guy from Malapow Power had me fooled for a bit. I thought the lady was about to have her power turned off. They thought. She's about to have her power turned off. They even had a return call that when you call back, it had all the same. Because when I called Alabama Power the real number later, I got a very similar answering service. Wow. Well, this is all happening around us. I've got stories here from Alabama. In a few minutes, we're going to talk to Jamie Harding from the AARP. Folks, I'm telling you, we have got to not only be vigilant for ourselves, we have got to make sure that the elder members of our family and our neighbors and our friends and folks at church, we got to make sure that we caution them and, for that matter, check in on them and make sure things are okay. Don't just assume for a second that that checkbook that they can't find is just misplaced in a drawer somewhere, because I could tell you stories about that family that I'm the conservator for and how, literally, we're still finding checks showing up for fraud sometime afterwards. All right, Boomer. I'm mad now. Take me to a break. (laughs) Listen, I got more on this. This is a real deal topic, and I've got stories from right here in Alabama. Folks, we've got to watch out for this. Scams and Shams, number one of the Triple Dipper. We'll be right back. Back, Phil Williams, Right Side Radio, solid conservative, just plain right, making it cool to be a conservative. Hey, um, I just got a text back, James from Harvest. I appreciate you, man. Uh, he, uh, I, I did that answer about what a whip is on the House floor, and he says you explained it like I knew you would. And by the way, Blue Bloods is an amazing show. <laughs> yes, it is. Um, and then uh, Jeremy from Huntsville just texted in. And talking about, it says, when it takes comes to taking advantage of the elderly, it's going to take breaking some good, bad habits, like leaving your doors unlocked, putting money between the mattress or offering a stranger a ride. It says, we need to warn our young and, and elderly and step up if you're in the Goldilocks zone of not being vulnerable in order to help preserve hospitality. And it's, it's a great, that's a great text. Um, thank you, Jeremy. Appreciate you. Uh, so, yeah, back on this topic. Um, and, and and I'm, I'm going to tell you, some of this stuff comes from right here in Alabama. Uh, I got one story here. Um, Oh, where'd it go? Reaching the wrong part of my stack. Yeah, here's one. AL.com reports just about a year ago, $166,000 recovered, which, by the way, they don't often recover it. So that's a that's good doings. In Madison County, Sheriff uh, Kevin Turner in Madison County uh, said they arrested a guy named Kino DeAndre Roper, 26, currently being held in the Madison County Jail at that point, um, charged with three counts of first-degree theft by deception. Um, that that basically authorities in Madison County had been alerted to a elder abuse scam where people received calls from someone claiming to be a lawyer seeking money for bail or legal fees. Um, and so, yeah, that's one of the scams, by the way. Very common. You get a call saying you and you find out that there's a, a person in the family who's the ne'er-do-well, but they're, they love their grandma. Well, next thing you know, grandma gets targeted. Hey, your ne'er-do-well son, I'm his lawyer. Uh, he's in jail. Nobody else in the family will talk to him. And uh, we need some money for bail so I can get him out and, uh, and we'll, we'll, we'll work with you from there on. And they think they're bailing out their, their beloved grandson who's got trouble. And no, they're getting scammed. Um, it's, it's, it's just awful. Um, it's another phishing scam that came up just in uh, – this story came out of uh, Rochester, Minnesota, uh, October of this past year. Uh, a cable TV company, in that case it's Charter Spectrum, called a, uh, a, a lady by the name of Jean David – promising her a savings of 35% off her Spectrum bill with a senior discount. only catch is they don't offer a senior discount. What they're really trying to do is get information from her to get her Social Security number so they can open an account in her name and, and you know, pilfer money otherwise. So they do this. Sometimes it's fishing for information. Sometimes it's fishing for the actual money. I've got a list here of the top scams, but I'll hold that one till for, for a minute. Uh, I will tell you this, though. Uh, there's a Mobile woman who was arrested just last month. Mobile woman arrested just last month, according to Fox 10 TV down in Mobile. Police investigating complaints of a scam traced payments to an address on Basil Street and and, uh, charged a woman there with financial exploitation of an elderly person. Um, Probable cause was found. Turns out that um, she had uh, been one of those scamming people on the means by which they could get their sweepstakes winnings, but they had to pay the taxes up front. Doesn't work that way, y'all. It doesn't. You can't be taxed on what you don't have. I'll just tell you, if, if you get a, if you get a call saying, yeah, pay the taxes up front so you can go ahead and have no, it doesn't work that way. Um, the 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 monies from a prize like that are not going to be taxed up front. They're going to be taxed in arrears, meaning you can't be taxed on what you've never owned. Um, so there's there's that. I mean, I got I got just it's just piles of it. I do love this one though. This is righteous. January of last year, officials on Long Island are alerting people to elderly scams after a 73-year-old woman helped police outwit a group of would-be fraudsters. Yep, this lady got a call from someone claiming to be a lawyer for her grandson asking for $8,000 for bail. She didn't buy it, so she called the police. The police encouraged her to go ahead and proceed with the scam, and they came over and stayed in her house. When the man came to pick up the money, she handed over an empty envelope, and the officers inside it says waited till that moment and then jumped into action. Everything was captured on the woman's home security camera. You can watch the arrest uh, uh, online. So I saw it, um, and it's, it's 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 listed as being very important to talk to your family members about these potential scams. Uh, I got a caller on the line, but I'm sorry, I just realized uh, line one, Brian from Huntsville. Brian, how you doing? Uh, Mighty fine and everything, all of a sudden that uh, cops, bad boys, bad boys, what you got to do comes back to my head. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. But but from that point, it happened to me this morning, and it was not a scam. It was just actually, they didn't call me, they texted me, credit union. So I look through, and what I tell everybody else, and what I do is I tell somebody when they call me, I say that, uh, can you give me a valid callback number? and an address to where I can mail you. I usually end up with getting a click. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, my, I, I, I totally agree. My favorite reply used to be for the longest time, uh, we don't take um, we don't take solicitations over the phone. You're welcome to mail something to me, and I'll take a look at it, at which point I would rarely get the mail. Um, but, yeah, you're right, Brian. I mean, t- t- tell them right there on the spot. You just don't do that over the phone. Absolutely. Hey, Brent, appreciate you, have your man. Good have a okay. great good day. Okay. Goodbye. All right, coming back up right now. We're going to go take a break and come back with Jamie Harden from the AARP of Alabama. She's got some information on this and some of the things that we're seeing and what the recommendations of the AARP are. we gotta, we got to stop this, man. A 74% increase in elderly exploitation. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio. We'll be right back.